Right now, I think there is one thing that we can all agree on. What happened yesterday at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, it was tragic. It was absolutely senseless. I was hoping to be able to come on here today and poke fun at Travis Kelsey. I was hoping that he would be on his float marketing the newest model of Swiffers for his sugar mama, Taylor Swiffer. I think we can all agree that It's sad, it's pathetic that you can't even go to a Super Bowl parade, a moment meant for happiness and celebration, unity even. You can't even go to a Super Bowl parade without looking over your shoulder wondering if someone is looking to harm complete strangers. Unfortunately though, maybe it's because of the divisive culture that we're living in right now, but That is where the agreement ends. Once again, the usual suspects, they are taking a tragic situation, the second mass shooting of the week, and they are trying to politicize it to further their own narrative. Well, KC, what do you mean second mass shooting? When was the first one? Yeah. Yeah, kind of strange how that first incident seems to be getting completely overlooked by the mainstream media. Maybe it's because it happened on Sunday morning and it was overshadowed by the Super Bowl. Perhaps the media thought it was more important to cover every single movement of Taylor Swift. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's the reason. First incident happened Sunday morning at Joel Osteen's megachurch in Houston. I'm sure most of you have heard about it, but if you didn't, I encourage you to look it up for yourself. Won't take you very long to understand why there wasn't wall-to-wall media coverage of this story. For decades, though, the mainstream media, they have been pushing for the legalization of drugs. Now, I'm not talking about the Griner ganja that Bob Griner attempted to sneak into Russia for her extended vacation with Vlad Puder. I'm talking about the hard stuff, substances that destroy families and communities. Now, the media's logic behind the legalization of drugs is that users are going to find a way to get access either way. I know this might be hard to believe, but most drug addicts, they don't care about the law. When they need a fix, when they're in the midst of withdrawal, they don't care that Statute 13 of Amendment 31 says, Thou shalt not use illegal substances. All they care about is easing the pain. Me personally, I don't think this decades-long war on drugs has been even remotely effective. However, I don't think decriminalization or legalization and easier access is the solution either. But here is where I get confused with the logic at Woke United Methodist. Or, I guess I should say, a complete lack of logic. According to deacons at Woke United Methodist, narcotics, they should be decriminalized because people are going to use them anyway, whether they're illegal or illegal. But when it comes to the Second Amendment, When it comes to your right to bear arms and defend yourself, their outlook is the complete opposite. They take advantage of tragic situations to further this narrative. What often gets overlooked here is that the Second Amendment, it wasn't implemented to give you the right to protect yourself from other American citizens. The reason we have the Second Amendment is so we can protect ourselves from a overbearing corrupt government. When I heard about the shooting in Kansas City yesterday afternoon, I immediately jumped on Twitter. Well, Casey, don't you mean X? No, I mean Twitter. Soon, X will be the newest member of the LGBT community. X will find its spot sandwiched between the plus plus and the at symbol. But as I'm looking through Twitter yesterday, I wasn't looking for responses from the usual suspects at CNN or MSNBC. Matter of fact... 
I could not find any response from the wicked weave of the woke, Joy Reid. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. There's a tragic shooting in Kansas City, and Joy Reid is exercising her right to remain silent? I'm looking through her feed, and I see countless tweets from Joy Reid boasting about sales of her new table proper, I mean book, but not one single tweet reacting to what happened in Kansas City yesterday. Huh. I wonder why. <laughs> Yesterday, I wanted to see the responses from people in the mainstream sports media. Going into it, I already knew what to expect, but I was hoping that maybe, maybe, someone, anyone, would be able to control their emotions and react with a little bit of sensibility. Obviously, that couldn't have been further from the truth. We'll start with Bob Griffin the Trace, better known to his lonely male followers as RG3. Check it out for yourself. As you can see, Bob Griffin is begging us not to politicize this tragedy. Okay, all right, I'm cool with that. I also agree with RG3 when he says that America is a great country. Off to a great start, right? So far, we have stepped up to the free throw line and we have gone two for two. We're looking like legitimate NBA players. But then, Bob wanders off into WNBA dump territory. His next trip to the free throw line consists of two air balls. After claiming this was not a political issue, Bob turns this into a political issue by asking politicians to put their politics aside to pass stricter gun laws. Another swing and a miss for Bob Griffin the Trace. As it turns out, Bobby, we already have gun laws in this country, but it's strange. Criminals, they just don't seem to follow them. I don't know why, but criminals refuse to comply with the law. In the midst of my confusion over this, I decided to look further into it. I wanted to know why criminals don't follow the law. I was hoping that I could share this information with Bob Griffin the Trace so we could both get a better understanding of it. In my quest for knowledge, I looked up the definition of criminal. Someone who doesn't abide by the law. Oh. Oh, makes perfect sense now. The reason criminals don't obey the current gun laws is because they're criminals. I guess this means no matter how strict the gun laws are in this country, criminals aren't going to follow them anyway. Imagine that. Clay Travis, he responded to Bobby Trace asking for his own personal suggestion on which gun laws should be passed and implemented. Educate me, O oh wise one. Share your wisdom with us feeble-minded plebes. For a constitutional scholar like RG3, this should be a simple question to answer. Yet, for some reason, here we are almost 24 hours later and Bob Griffin has yet to respond to Clay Travis. Bob Griffin has yet to enlighten us as to how we can solve this problem. Huh. I wonder why. Moving on to Mina Kimes. Oh, Mina, my boo! My favorite pretend NFL analyst. The face of equity at the worldwide leader in woke. Yesterday, Mina Kimes took a break from analyzing Excel spreadsheets filled with meaningless NFL statistics that no one gives a shit about. She took a break from her pretend analyst role to let us know that we are failing our children in America. Check it out for yourself. The children! It's all about the children! 
Of course, Mina Kimes doesn't explain how our inaction on gun control is failing our children. If you look below, when Mina is pressed to give an answer, she tells her lonely male followers that, I refuse to argue with you because I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. But if you want further information, check out this unbiased woke media article below. You know, I happen to partially agree with Mina Kimes. She's absolutely right. We are failing our children in this country. But stricter gun laws, that is not going to solve the problem. Have you ever noticed for deacons at Woke United Methodist, their answer to every problem is always less freedom and more government regulation? If there's an issue with two of their favorite woke boner words, misinformation and disinformation, the answer is regulating free speech. With a tragedy like yesterday, their answer is abolishing the Second Amendment. Their answer is stricter gun laws. Don't they have those in Chicago? Don't they have those in New York City? Last I checked, it doesn't seem to be working. The government does not have the capability to save our children. This is not something where you can throw money at the problem and poof, it's magically solved. For decades, the federal government has dumped trillions and trillions of dollars into public schools. We have high school graduates starving because they can't read the menu at five-star francs. They either have to point at the picture or say, I'd like the grilled wiener. I don't know anything about the suspects that were responsible for what happened in Kansas City yesterday afternoon. I don't know their names. I don't know their backgrounds. But I would be willing to bet they probably grew up without a father in their lives. You want to fix a lot of the problems in inner cities. You want to fix a lot of the problems in these major cities in this country. Instead of the federal government subsidizing mothers to raise their children without the father in the home, how about we encourage mothers and fathers to raise their children together? Go ask Stephen A. Smith about the impact that his own father had on his life. According to his autobiography, Stephen A. had a, a difficult, strained relationship with his father. They never really got along with each other. If I remember correctly... I want to say that when Stephen A. was in high school, his dad was splitting time between his own family and the family of his mistress. Stephen A. Smith, he could not stand his father growing up. His drive to succeed came from wanting to prove his father wrong. Now, even though their relationship was strained, at least they had one. More than likely, Stephen A. Smith would not be where he is at today if he didn't have some kind of relationship with his father. Clay Travis. He also responded to Rich Eisen from NFL Network, who, of course, had nothing to say once he was pressed for details. Rich Eisen ran with the same narrative as RG3 and Mina Kimes. The children! We must do something sensible for the children! You know, I find it strange. They always talk about the children until it comes to an issue like abortion. Also, where is the same energy from Rich Eisen when it comes to the southern border? The southern border is spread wider than the Bruce caboose. Last I checked, it was illegal to smuggle firearms across the border. But it's kind of hard to enforce those laws when this administration is encouraging people to enter the country illegally. Me personally, I just don't think more government regulation is the solution to this problem. 
I would be willing to take people like Rich Eisen or Mina Kimes more seriously if they were at least trying to offer real solutions or if I didn't feel like they were echoing the same woke talking points. Their solutions always seem to be more regulation, but they never really specify how to do it. It's just, we need stricter gun laws. We already have strict gun laws in places like Chicago and New York City. Hell, prosecutors in New York City, they are more concerned with prosecuting Donald Trump, orange man bad, than they are with prosecuting criminals. Since yesterday, not one time have I seen someone in mainstream sports media complain about cashless bail or soft on crime policies. Not one time have I seen them complain about cops arresting people and woke prosecutors letting them back out on the streets. It's, it's like an echo chamber. They're all saying the same thing without offering any real solutions. But give me your thoughts on this. Sports media personalities echo the same woke talking points. They are begging for more regulation from an administration that doesn't enforce the current regulations. I don't have the answers. I don't have the answers. I think focusing on fatherhood and the traditional family would be a great start. But what do you guys think? How do we solve this problem? Let me know. Sound off in the comments below. Like, subscribe, share the video. I appreciate your support. Best way to contact me is by email at btlkc84 at gmail.com. KC underscore BTL84 on Twitter. I'll see you guys later.